Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So, thank you for choosing to listen to this second episode of the uh, Curzon podcast. Uh, today we're going to be reviewing The Big Short, which is playing now at the Curzon Canterbury and Curzons all over the world. It was released on Friday in England, so we're just going to be explaining to you what we thought of it, why you should see it, and spoiling it at some point, so there'll be a little warning in about 10-15 minutes time about when we're going to start talking about third act stuff that will potentially ruin the film although it's not really the kind of film that has a big dramatic twist or anything like that but we'll be talking about things that you might not want to know going in so uh for introductions i'm sam howlett and as always well as the past two weeks have been i'm joined by helen seymour hello helen how are you i am well sam how are you excellent very well thank you so um the Big Short, do you have any... What What did you know about this film before going in? We should say, we've just seen it. Yeah, literally. This is... We've come straight from the cinema to room. Yeah. To room, back to the flat. <laughs> um, so this is first opinions. Immediate straight opinions, Straight off yeah. the roof. So it, it might be slightly less organised than last week's, but hopefully not. I don't hopefully think so, not. Sam. Yeah, <laughs> we're professionals. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, so... So I knew that Steve Carell was in it. I okay. knew that Ryan Gosling was in it. Mm-hmm. I knew that Kristen Bale was in it. Mm-hmm. And I knew that Brad Pitt was in it. Okay. That's basically all I knew. I knew it was about the financial crisis. I'd yeah. seen the trailer. Okay, good. So you had basically knew what most people will know. Because most yeah. people will see this as a film with big actors in it. And mm. that's the reason people are going to see it. That's the reason it's going to make a lot of money is because you've got Christian Bale, Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling and I'm Steve. forgetting some Steve Carell. Steve Carell is essentially the main character I guess although it's sort of more of a uh, ensemble piece there's a lot of different story strands going on at the same time some of the ca- those big four don't even meet each other, don't even know they exist mm. and they're very rarely actually if at all in the same room mm. which is quite interesting uh, it was not something i knew going in yeah so were you pretty much the same day? yeah i mean i knew that it's so it's directed by adam mckay who directed anchorman anchorman 2 Step Brothers, um the other guys so these will ferrell broad comedy films mm-hmm. which i like 
I love Anchorman. The rest are pretty, just pretty good. And so this is his first film as a dramatic director. Mm. So that's probably my main point of interest for this film. Sure. That Adam McKay is doing something different, which I'm always intrigued in. And also it's being really well received critically. And in terms of awards, it's got a lot. It's not so... If we're looking at Oscars, it's nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Supporting Actor for Christian Bale. So it's got a lot of big ones. Um, so that's why I've why, why I've uh, gone in to see it today, other than the show. Um, and I liked it. Yeah. And have you got any tips for what is going to win? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> to be honest, I don't think it will win any of those. Okay. I... I mean, maybe best adapted screenplay now that Steve Jobs has not been nominated, but Room and Carol are also up for that, which could be sort of sneaking and nab it. I mean, it's funny. We love Room. We do love Room. We're going to try not to talk about Room, but yeah. we may end up talking about Room. It's the kind of film that I feel gets nominated, but will never win anything just because it's like, mm. to be nominated is enough. For okay. this kind of a sort of smaller film than what the other Os- the other Oscar nominations, but it did win the best film yesterday at the Producers Guild of America Awards, which is often a bit of a sort of foretelling of the Oscars. So it, this could be a sneaky favourite potentially. Bit of a surprise. Yeah. So let's dive in. Um, Shall we talk about the performances first of all? Sure. Oh, first of all, we should say the plot. So the film is just sort of about these different strands of these people who essentially predicted the economic crisis of 2008. And they predicted it about two or three years before it happened. And it's just about how they bet against the housing market. And I don't mean betting like William Hill betting, Mm. like this is million dollar banking terms that I didn't understand all of them but essentially they're um, with this knowledge they're betting against they're trying to make money off of this impending economic meltdown and that's the plot that's it yeah so actors Steve Carell was my favourite yes sort of the main character like we said yeah um really good performance from him really yeah and I just really I've seen him in Foxcatcher, obviously, that was the first film where he wasn't doing an out-and-out comedy. Mm-hmm. Loved Foxcatcher. Yeah. And here again, you see he's got some comic moments, but he's got some really serious moments as well. Absolutely, and he yeah. can fully handle them. Yeah. And he was a joy to watch on screen. He's definitely, I feel, the heart of the film. Because in a world with a lot of... In a film about banking and bankers, there's going to be a lot of smug unlikable characters unfortunately and there are a lot Uh, but i feel like he's one of the ones who doesn't want to be that kind of banker um so yeah he's definitely the high he's got the most emotional moments there's one scene in particular which i thought he was outstanding actually Mm. um and yeah he's kind of a fireball kind of a character that he often loses his temper he swears in almost every single line of dialogue he has he, yeah, he. I could have watched a film just about him, I think, actually. That's one of the things that I was thinking. Yeah. Um, at times, it felt a bit busy to me, all the different strands. Yes. And he was so captivating on screen mm. that I sort of just wanted to see just more watch him. of him. 
Yeah, but I felt that about Christian Bale as well, slightly. He's another one who I feel like almost deserved his own film. Mm. Because he was very different. He, I think Christian Bale filmed all of his scenes in about ten days. Because essentially he's just in one room. Yes. He never interacts with any of the other major characters in the film. He has a glass eye. He's... It seems like he's got some form of Asperger's. They never they never say that, but... He says he finds it difficult to, to communicate yeah, with people and, and have social interactions. Yeah, and he sort of gives weird compliments like, I like your hair, did you cut it yourself? That kind of thing. So he's a really interesting character and he's also the head of this investment banking firm. And that's a nice little quirky character to throw in there. You get a nice tiny bit of backstory with him as well yeah um a little scene for him his childhood yeah which again i can see why you would think yeah. i'd like to see more of that because i was also feeling like this is quite a... like to see his childhood because yeah. he's an interesting character someone i haven't seen before basically in a film which was good ryan gosling he's a funny one i think this is his first film in about two years because he i think in 2013 or 14 he said oh, I'm going to take a break from acting and this is his I, I, I may be wrong I believe it's his first major role anyway his comeback in a sense and he's kind of the wolf of Wall Street in this film yeah um, and he's not in it a lot he does narrate the film and he's the one who well we should say there's a lot of breaking the fourth wall in this film there's a lot of looking at the camera and speaking to directly to the audience uh, we'll talk about that a bit more later mm. but so he's it's kind of him telling the story, and he's essentially Jordan Belfort from The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, not in it a lot, but when he is in it, that's all he's doing. So he wasn't... Um, he, he didn't blow me away at all, really. Me neither. Um, it was his character, his dialogue, that made me really like Steve Carell. Yeah, he's a good sort of... And Christian Bale, because... Companion to them, in that he's the opposite. Yeah. They pull the film away from being another Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, definitely. Um, I didn't really like the Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, see, I did. So you did yeah, like it? Yeah, I okay. liked it a lot. Because yeah, I feel like it was doing what this film was doing, but in a different way, sort of slandering the bankers. Mm. Um, but a lot of people disagree with that view. Like I I'm found sure. it a little yeah. too long, I think. It is about over three hours long, I think, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I felt. And then um, Brad Pitt's the other main, on the poster anyway, main character but he's not really it that much he's one of he's a producer in the film okay i didn't know that so he's in it i think just because he was producing it he felt like he should make an appearance similar way because he he did this with um 12 years a slave as well where he was a producer of the film and then just has a minor role just to be in it i guess a little bit um so his character is barely in it it's good though i wasn't thinking oh that's brad pitt no he's very well disguised in the role as a sort of very down-to-earth anti-banker. I liked him. I also like the two guys that are with him as well. That There's sort of these two young mm. guys attempting to break into the banking world. And they were nice characters as well. This The film's really good in sort of having these nice little characters that just jump in and out every now and then. Yeah, and they again took it away because they were working from a garage in the house. Absolutely, um, yeah. And took it away from those big wide office sweeping yeah. men adjusting their ties. Absolutely. I think so having watched the trailer and now seeing the film, do you think the trailer well represents the film because I really don't. Okay. The trailer um, the trailer's kind of selling it as a very a, a comedy. Yeah. Which the film isn't 
really, I'd say. You watch the trailer and think you're going in for a comedy. I thought it would be... It, the trailer sells it slightly as this kind of bawdy comedy. Mm. A little bit of... Not quite The Hangover, but that kind of bro comedy, which it really is not. It's very, very dramatic and quite emotional in the end mm. and has a really serious um, subject, really serious subject matter that it covers very well. And this is the one that will kill all films, but I liked it. It was educational as well. It is really educational, Which, like, yeah. doesn't come doesn't, across no, in, the in trailer. this idea that it's a comedy about yeah. guys having a go. It's kind of a documentary as well. Yeah. Like, with the voiceover, and there's a lot of... There's a lot of footage that isn't part of the film, if that makes sense. Like, like, a, like in a documentary, there's sort of news footage and things like that going on. Like, it's like a documentary. There's a follow-up after, you know, the white yeah. writing after saying what Yeah, happened. it definitely felt more like a documentary than a normal fictional film. Which, again, was something I didn't really know going in. Me neither. And was kind of a nice little surprise, actually. Yeah. Because it does overload you and just throw these words at you that you're... For a while, I was thinking, oh, no, I don't know what they're talking about. This is going to be a hard two hours. But they, I think they get around that. In a way, when I was watching I was kind of thinking, well, what's the best way to tell this story? Because it is a really interesting story, and it's not one that I knew all the ins and outs of. Yes. Is the best way to do a documentary, Mm -hmm. like Fahrenheit 9-11? Yeah. And it almost references that kind of investigative journalism style. Yeah, they're very much... In the voiceover. They almost... I think Christian Bale's character especially, and all of them actually, they're almost detectives. Yeah. In the way they're kind of cracking the case of the economy and they travel around America interviewing people. Parts of it are very much like an investigative... You're like sort of all the president's men type Mm. thing, trying to blow the lid on this almost conspiracy. And the parts when they're talking to us as the audience is they're saying, no, wait, that really did happen. Yeah, there's a lot of that. where that educational part comes in. There's also a lot of... I really liked the bit where the two young economists, whatever they were, find the pamphlet and they say, oh my God, we found it. And then one of the guys looks at the camera and says, it didn't happen like this. He found out for a friend and I found out through a journal. journal. Yeah. But for the purposes of the film, it's easy to show it like this, which I quite like. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Admit that. Yeah. Because that's the kind of thing that most films based on true stories would just have in and not really talk about they just think oh let's just we can get away with that but i liked it that they said actually no this didn't happen we'll be we'll be i think it was a film that's fair to its audience and didn't treat its audience like idiots no i think the film possibly makes a point though or ask of its audience would you be seeing this film Mm. if it was branded as a documentary on the financial crash definitely yeah would you have gone in if it didn't have those that four main cars. Yeah. It wasn't trailered like a comedy. No. So I think it's actually really clever mm. in how it's treaded the line. It doesn't I, always work. It doesn't always yeah. work. Yeah. It's part it's sometimes a bit too clever for its own good. And break the breaking the fourth wall is a clever way to acknowledge its own faults, but is also overused. And it I know it's supposed to take out the film but in some cases, it really does take you completely out of yeah. the film. And it is supposed to, but that's kind of done a bit too much. Yeah. 
But it's, then the question comes again, would you have followed the film? Have, would you have been able to... Oh, that's true. I guess it is just a way... Without just having another title card or another bit of um, just bland exposition, mm. which often ruins films for me. I don't like... Exactly. I don't like people just telling you what is happening. So it was an interesting way to show it, I guess. Yeah. But it's a little bit... I think the only... The, one of the things that some people might have a problem with this film is that it's they think it's too they think it's too smart, and it's trying to be it's trying too hard mm. to be smart. Which I, in parts I thought, but overall I think it is smart. Well, I think it is a clever film, and I think it is important that we know what happened. Yeah. And there's a lot of corruption going on, right? Absolutely. So if yeah. this is like one of the first films that are kind of going out on a mainstream release that is talking about yeah. that corruption, I'm yeah. really, really pleased this film was yeah, made. Yeah, definitely. In terms of subject matter, it's a really important film, I think. It might tread that line a little clunkily between being a comedy yeah. and being a documentary and being educational and, and being a drama. And also fitting in the emotional beats of the characters. Yeah. They, they, they try to fit a lot in. But I applaud it yeah, for absolutely. what it's tried to do. A for effort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems like damning with faint praise, but I do think that it's. Uh, they definitely should have done everything the way they did it. It's just. There are some reservations about that sometimes. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But is this kind of like a new way of doing film in a way? Yeah, perhaps. It is quite... I mean, he's nominated for Best Director. And I can see why, because I don't think I've really seen a film made like this for a very, very long time. Me neither. Um, it's... You said it was very loud. Yeah, I found it noisy, yeah. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> it is noisy. And <laughs> I don't know if you found this, but after mo a lot of scenes, the, the edit, the cut, would happen almost mid-word. Yeah, I think there were a few moments where I thought, is that meant to happen? Yeah, and I think <laughs> it's just, it's really fast-paced. Mm. And partially I think that's them trying to make the film stay interesting when it is about a lot of heavy... Banking detail. Banking jargon, essentially. It, could be, it would be a very good play. Um <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know if there's... It's just a sort of, not revolutionary, but a very new way of doing things. They're editing like that. And I liked it. I did like it. The sound was noisy, though. There is a lot of... I think in Christian, Christian Bell's character loves heavy metal. Which I hate. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan either. So when those scenes happen, 
it's ridiculously loud mm-hmm. and intrusive into your brain. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of drumming and there's just a lot of shouting as well. There's a lot of shouting. A lot of shouting and swearing and um, spittle flying. Spittle is what the fifth main character <laughs> yeah, yes, in this film. Absolutely, everyone on set should have umbrellas. Just yeah. On set. Oh god, it's one of those scenes again. <laughs> Which is where it feels like the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, just. But all those other out. elements save it. So Steve Carell's, he's got a very poignant scene, yeah. and he finishes the film. Um, bar the ending. Um, yeah, I think up. he's the. Yeah, he does finish the film. Yeah, you're Which, right. He has the in last a line scene. that was delivered really well. Yeah. In this... Oh, I shouldn't... Should we go to spoiler territory now? Let's go. Let's go into it. We're diving into spoilers. He does this really beautiful, broken... Yeah. <laughs> last... Yeah. Acceptance that that's the man he's got to become. Yeah. That was really great, actually. And on the balcony in the cafe. Yeah. That was extraordinary. I think... The film, all the film's characters, so they've all basically profited from the collapse of the economy. And when you describe that to someone, they immediately think, oh, so they're all villains, essentially. They're all betting against humanity, in a sense. But no, apart from Ryan Gosling's character, who's the Wolf of Wall Street, mm. who's very, uh, actually admits he's very proud of his 47 million he's made in, during, in the collapse. The rest of the characters have really unhappy about it which yeah. which was a really you know the right decision to make in terms of screenwriting especially Steve Carell whose soul is destroyed I mean yeah. he starts off his brother fairly recently committed suicide and so he's traumatised from that and all the way through he's angry I don't know if I've seen a movie character that's angry for a while just angry about everything about the way the um, bankers treat the economy and treat poor people and the government treat everyone so he's a very angry character at the end and he's sort of very energetically angry but then in this final scene where he's admits he's told by one of his sort of employees if you if we sell now we'll make you'll make 200 million mm. or something mm. and he goes oh, yeah sell just and he's just spent broken yeah and he's he's someone i think should be nominated me too and he's not and I think some people were surprised because they kind of thought, oh, this could be his year. I mean, maybe because he didn't win for Foxcatcher, which a lot of people were surprised by. So people thought, yeah, maybe this is his year. Alas, not to be, but he's extraordinary in that scene in particular. Can I present him with an award? Yes, now? the Helen Award. <laughs> do, 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 do. Well done, Steve. Do, 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 do. There you go. <laughs> he has some funny hair in this film, though. I think it's good hair. It's kind of bowy. It's like, a bit bowy. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> There's a lot of interesting hair choices in the film. Yeah. Um. I think it's good though because it does take. Oh, it took me out of thinking. Oh, that's Steve Carell. Or yeah. Oh, that's Kristen Bale. Oh, that's Ryan Gosling. Yeah, especially Ryan. Bizarre. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. Swept back, tightly curled. Is it a perm? Sound? Yes, like it looks potentially like a perm job. He's also very tanned, but very obviously fake tanned. Which I guess is intentional. I mean, normally, Ryan... <laughs> Gosling would. I mean, I'm quite a fan mm. of Ryan. But normally, here, but here... Definitely not. <sighs> no. He didn't do it for you. No, I mean, not that that's the point of Ryan Gosling. He's no. an excellent actor. Yes. But I'm just saying that 
in a lot of films, you know, that's quite Take Drive, which mm. is one of my favourite films. Oh, good. I mean, that's a lovely little extra bonus yeah. there that he's looking pretty good. Whereas here... He's got a perm, guys. <laughs> and you can sort of see... You know someone has a fake tan and you can... And you can tell their hair's dyed. It's, there's kind of a weird sort of colour crease, I call it, <laughs> at the top of their forehead where they just don't quite merge and don't quite match. Ryan Gosling and the colour crease. Yeah, he just kind of has that all the way through. And I just remember looking at every scene he's in like, oh, Ryan, what's happened? He's let himself go. Yeah. In fairness, he's not a likeable character. No, and he's not trying to be. Yeah, so actually maybe he did a good job. Like, yeah. But we've seen it before in Wolf. Absolutely. Uh, we were saying to each other earlier that it's not a film that, in, in terms of the subject matter, that we know a lot about, even though we've lived through that. We were a bit young. We were a bit... I think I was around 13. Which would make me 15. Yeah. I don't know if my math is completely wrong there. But, yeah, so, I mean, I remember hearing the word recession used a lot, but I don't know... It didn't mean a lot to me then. And so seeing this film now is like seeing a documentary exposing something I didn't know. Well, I'm glad I know. Mm, absolutely. I want to know about corruption. Yeah. More, not just corruption, but corruption on this level. Mm. Like, it's, it seems huge. And I, I do, you watch it and you think, why don't I know more about this? Like, why didn't I know this when it was happening? Why wasn't this all over the news? And because there's a, re there's a bit that's actually very funny at the end, where Ryan Gosling's character says, oh, all these arrests were made, the government disbanded the big banks, and everything was okay. And then you hear, like, the, a window smash, and he goes, only joking. Mm. Only one person was arrested. And the government actually gave the bankers more money for them to pay themselves a higher salary. Which is, I mean, the, it's a very angry film, I think, as well. I think Adam McKay is very politically minded and very angry about this. So it's a real... It's very political. Very, uh, kind of a passion project, I think, the for him. The more I think about it, the more clever this film is. Yeah, it's growing on me, actually. And I mean, I know I only saw it half an hour ago, but... Um, it's growing on me. Yeah, the more I talk about it, the more I think, yeah, this is a, a good, a really good film, a really important film. It's important, isn't it? That's the Absolutely, word. Absolutely, yeah. Without being... Re and relevant. Yeah. Very relevant. I mean, this, there's, a, there's a thing at the end about... It's mentioned something to do with 2015, which I was thinking, yeah, that is now. This is still going on. Sam knows his dates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 2016. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, it's current. <laughs> yeah. Then. <laughs> Just, see, my maths is not very good, which is why the film, I was scared of it by the film, because anything to do with finance or maths or economics... You might as well be talking a different language to me. Well, I'm nothing. glad because I'm really bad at maths as well. Yeah. And I, I was concerned. Yes, I was. That quite... I just wouldn't understand it, and there are parts that I just. Even with Margot Robbie in the bath. Even with Margot I doing mean, her best. If I could take Margot Robbie in the bath around with me everywhere, I would like that. I wouldn't call you Sam. For several reasons, but mainly because she'll explain things I don't get. Yeah. And she yeah. She's, she's a useful little tool in this film. Um, now, I think we should be honest in saying that maybe because we are not the most mathematically minded fellows, um, it's slightly dragged mm. in parts. I think just Definitely. the weight of all the maths. And it is a long film. 
for me, two hours is a long film. Two hours. I like I like um one thirty. That's my favorite. Yeah, this is two hours ten minutes. See that ten minutes you feel, don't you? See, I like yeah, I like a good ninety minute film. I love a ninety minute film. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, it did drag a bit, and there are parts. I guess I feel like they could have cut them out. And I don't. I mean, I haven't just seen. I can't think of a scene in particular that I think. Oh, you could have lost that, but. I'm sure on, when they see it again, there'll be a particular scene. I think yes, this is the one that they could lose. And you, there is is a lot to take in. You're right. I mean, even if it was ninety minutes, we may still be thinking there's a too. It, it's too much because it's heavy. You're you're thrown a lot. You're just sat there and there's people talking. Literally, they're talking to you about this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. But you may, if you're like us, aren't familiar with. I mean, the amount of times I heard the word bonds. Yeah. Is incredible, and I'm <laughs> I'm not hundred percent sure what a bond is. No. So, you might I th- did think maybe I should. We are in our twenties. We I don't mean, need we to don't know what a bond a is. No. We probably will never. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but let's remember that our um, you know, people coming to see this film, Maybe there right. will be people who really felt. That were really and were affected and very aware of this happening. Yeah. And so for them, it's even more important than we think it is. Yeah, and I think it's going to move a lot faster for those people who aren't trying yeah. to think. Oh wait, what They're happened? not spending the time thinking. So what does that mean? They're going to be there. Yes, I remember doing that. I remember that happening. I know what a mortgage is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know what that. I word do means. know what a mortgage is. I know is. what year it is. Yeah. So yeah, we're probably not the best people. To fully understand this film, but yeah, we liked it. We liked it. We enjoyed it. So I think. Yeah. So, out of five, what are you? Th- what are your thoughts? I'm gonna... I mean, it's hard to give a rating with something you saw half an hour ago, but have a go, mate. I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Okay. Which is a re- is a recommendation, as Empire say. Which is. <laughs> yeah. Is a recommendation. I genuinely think that if you want. To know about one of the biggest corruptions that happened in our lifetimes. Mm -hmm. This is an excellent way to even just get your foot in the door. Yeah. It's funny as well. We haven't really talked about the No, we we said that, oh, it's marked as a comedy, but it's not a comedy. And I mean, it isn't a comedy, but it is often very funny. I think Steve Carell's temper is often quite amusing and done in a comedic way. Yeah, nice little memories of yeah. the office for me. Yeah, there. definitely, actually. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Did you not? Case. No. Well, because I don't really watch it that much. Okay. But yeah, that's true, actually. He's kind of... It's not... It's not... Not completely, but there are moments, yeah. I mean, especially when he walks in. Yeah. His first thing is he walks into, like, a... It's a, sort of a, a self-help help group. group. Yeah. And he's... I had a wonderful little nostalgia moment <laughs> for the office there. I also think that Ryan Gosling is funny. In a sort of gross way, like when he's, when he's on the when at the end when he's in the toilet on the phone and he's telling people, nope, get out, that kind of thing. Go away, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amusing, just... but in a kind of deplorable way. See, I just didn't find that very funny. Okay, interesting. So he's the one then. You think his character is the weak point of the film? Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah, I guess I agree with you in a way. And he's the narrator. Yeah. I mean, there's a good little bit where he raises his eyebrow. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be the poster quote. Ryan Gosling raises his eyebrow in a very interesting way. 
I think there's just other people that are more interesting, isn't it? Mm. So yeah, I think I'd give it four out of five. Why the four? I think just the um, importance and the brevity and its ingenuity, Adam McKay's ingenuity in directing, and the difference between something like this and Step Brothers mm. is astonishing. Mm. So yeah, I'd, I'd give it full four. I don't, I don't. It's not. I don't think it will be on my top ten of the year at the end or anything. And it's not a film that I'm going to rush out and see again. But I, yeah, would recommend seeing this film. I would really recommend seeing it. It's, it's really interesting is just the word I'd describe it. Yeah. If I could only use one. And I actually hope that this paves the way for more films that deal with yeah. big corruption. Definitely. Ways that the man, I'm putting that in the quotes, yeah. is, is screwing <laughs> us over. Um, on in these kind of with big actors that are gonna draw a lot of people in. Yeah, and that it's the, kind of using the system to exactly smash that's what I was gonna say system. that they we now at the stage where big A listers are anti big institutions, which is a good thing, and this film really shows that. That's kind of great actually yeah. if you think about it. This might be a really exciting time. Mm, absolutely. So yeah, not n- absolutely not boring. I was never bored. It's not dry. It's not dry at all. Yeah, recommend it. Okay, so any final words? Do you think any final little thoughts you'd like to add? No. Okay, I think for me, if you if you could only see one film this week, I'd still say Room. But this is definitely worth your time as well. We love room. We do love room. But the, yeah, this is also a very interesting take on something that you think you know, but you don't. Yeah. So, next week, Spotlight. Which, it might be a nice little comparison. Yeah, it's again. it's a similar behind the scenes, people yeah. running around in offices. Yeah, taking down the man. Yeah. Although if that if spotlight is something, Michael Keaton looks at the camera and says, and now here's Margot Robbie in a bath to explain this film. That would not go I'm down I'm walking well. out yeah, if that happens. That It'd be weird if that was a new trend that every single film had Margot Robbie in the bath explaining things to you. Margot Robbie would be wrinkly by the end. <laughs> She'd be drunk as well with that champagne. She has champagne as well. It's very, yeah, it's not the best bit of the film. <laughs> So it's bizarre. Okay, so thank you very much for listening and see you next week. Goodbye! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.